name we pray. Amen. You can have a seat. So I uh, would like to, to welcome you all. So those of you who are here, uh, and, and this is really fun. I've been waiting a long time to say something like this. For those of you who are here in our main campus, uh, those who are in our south campus, and then those who are in the west campus now that we just added this week, uh, that would be our main sanctuary, our fellowship hall, and then the, uh, the room down at the end on the right that we have also set up for overflow. So we are so glad that you're joining us. And whether you're joining online or here in person, I trust that God has already moved in your heart through the worship. What a great time uh, we, we've had in worship. Angelo's been doing a good job, the worship team. And, and just so you guys know, we have three of our adults that are out this week. And so we have our, our teens, our students who have stepped up into the worship team playing the, uh, the keys, uh, the piano, and then uh, working back in our, our sound booth. So if you can hear me, that's because he's doing his job. Um, you never want to make the sound guy mad because that's always bad. It never turns out well. I guess the video, video guy either because um, he can flip a button and uh, I am not on video anymore. Uh, I have this just because... Uh, uh, I asked someone to write me a note, and so they wrote me a big note. Uh, our students are going, we're going to have an overnight retreat uh, at the end of August. And so uh, someone has an abundance of fresh eggs. And so those are, are available for donation as you leave here. Uh, so you can, if, if you're in our main campus, our south campus, or our west campus, uh, you guys are welcome to do that. If you're home, I'm betting they're going to be gone uh, if you're watching online. Um, what a great time to spend together uh, in the family, to be able to gather as the church and, and ask God to speak to us through his word. We've been in this series in Luke, and I am enjoying it so much. I hope you are, too. It's just really neat to watch God uh, bring his word to life as, as we read through. And, and so last week, we, we got to the baptism, and, and uh, th- this is one of these really kind of big messages. You could probably spend a whole lot more time than we're going to even. Uh, last time, we talked about um, really the, the baptism, why is it that Jesus was baptized? He didn't need to be baptized. John tells us that in Matthew. Why was Jesus baptized? And, and we looked at that Jesus, when he was baptized, he was identifying himself with sinful humanity, even though Jesus himself was sinless. That he identified with us in, in flesh. He knows what it's like to walk around, to hurt, to be tired, to be hungry, to be thirsty. He identified with us in life. He he experienced it. We see in Hebrews everything that we experience, all the temptations that we experience, Jesus experienced and yet without sin. He knows what it's like to be abandoned. He knows what it's like to be lonely. He knows what what it's like to face something that just seems insurmountable. He was fully God, but yet fully man. His humanity wasn't any less because of his deity and his deity wasn't any less because of his humanity and then we saw that he identified with sinful humanity and death and that's where really just boggles our mind the way paul writes it in corinthians is the one who knew no sin became sin if you think about that jesus sinless from eternity past unbroken relationship with god from eternity past we can't fathom that we kind of grew up separated from god right um uh, i i don't know you know there's this whole big discussion about the age of accountability um i'm pretty sure at like two and a half i knew the difference between right and wrong and i picked wrong anybody else some of you are like yeah i've got a kid right there no but 
But we grew up that way. We, Jesus from eternity past, God the Son, had an unbroken relationship with God. And then on the cross, Jesus bore our sin. He took our sin. And in that moment, God turned his face away from his son. And that's when Jesus cried out, my father, my father, why have you, or my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So Jesus bore our sin, and not only that, he bore the wrath, the punishment of God for our sin. So that was the baptism. So now we're going to jump into a a really light topic. Are you guys ready for for something light this morning? So the Trinity. Um, Yeah, I know. I I, I hope you had your breakfast. I hope you had your coffee. Um, If you're watching online, you might want to run and grab a cup of coffee right now to make sure you're awake. Uh, This is one of those things that I'll just confess right away. This this is an infinite thing when we think about the Trinity as we ponder as we contemplate as we learn a little bit more about who God is our finite minds cannot grasp this totally so if you're like me sometimes I'm like oh oh I I think no I don't have it um, you know I I feel like I'm I'm almost there and then I realize this is so much bigger than than I can comprehend. Let me read the passage for you again, and then we'll just kind of unpack this, and we'll talk about some things about the Trinity that we need to know. Uh, It's Luke chapter 3, verse 21 and 22. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, so Jesus had just been baptized by John in the Jordan. He raised up, and Jesus was praying. It says, The heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. So so picture with me, if you will, this scene. Jesus had just been baptized by John. John didn't want to at first. We see that in Matthew. Jesus said um, it it is appropriate, really, is the word. It is fit uh, to fulfill all, all righteousness. And so John allowed him, uh, or John uh, allowed Jesus to be baptized by him. He baptized him. Jesus comes up. When Jesus comes up from the Jordan, out of the water, Jesus is praying. And, and, and picture this scene. I talked about this last week. We, we kind of get this, I, this picture, this painting of uh, clouds. It's parted. The sun shine, shines through on Jesus. There's a dove, a bird that's landing. And as cool as that, pic, that painting is, I say picture. They didn't have cameras back then iphones either but as cool as that painting is think of it as symbolic because it doesn't mention clouds and it doesn't say there's a bird okay it says that the heavens split open that's that word split it's the same word we get schizophrenic from split mind the heavens split i don't know what that looks like and then the holy spirit came down and and the wording in the the greek of the new testament is is it the way the holy spirit came down was like a dove would so we don't know what that looked like we know on day of pentecost it was tongues of fire and lighted or or came upon jesus and then there was a voice in heaven and the reason that i that i want to re-emphasize this to you again today is when you look at the painting it looks like it was a cloudy day and it could have very well just heard thunder and a dove came down right but this was a supernatural event that happened. And everyone there realized this was a supernatural event. This was God the Father putting his hand of approval on God the Son. Right? 
So let me just tell you the big idea before I get into it, because if you're like me, sometimes my mind wanders. Um, I have a fellow pastor here with me, so uh, you're free to do this too. As I listen to other pastors, I get all kinds of great sermon ideas, and, and I come out of there just rejuvenated and just excited. And if you were to ask me what that message was about, I might not know, I don't, unless I take notes. Um, and by the way, our notes are on the YouVersion app. You can find those. Connect with us uh, with a Connect card, and you can find that also uh, on our website and our Facebook page. Siri wants to help me out. Pardon me just a second. I said I'm sorry, and she thought I said her name. Um, so here we go. Here's the big idea. Here's the thing that, that we're going to see as we look at the Trinity, that God loves you and desires a personal relationship with you. Now, this is God, eternal God. This is, this is God in all of his fullness loves you and desires a personal relationship with you i don't know about you but that amazes it makes me cry sometimes I, for those of you watching online you don't know what that meant but that's okay all right so so that's the the big idea Let, let's just kind of unpack the trinity as best we can so we know the trinity um, is really made up of three parts god the father God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, okay? And, and just, we already asked God for wisdom but, and discernment, but as, as we try to unpack this, this, just know this goes beyond what we can understand, okay? Are you guys there? Are there some things you guys don't understand? Yeah, me too, um, and, and if there are things in the world I can't understand, it doesn't surprise me that the things of God are, are difficult for me to totally understand or totally comprehend. So God, the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. And, and we, we use this word triune. And, and all that means is three in one. Triunity, if you want to think of it that way. Three and yet one. And, and I have heard all these different illustrations to try to describe this. Have you guys heard that? And so I'm, I'm going to tell you the illustrations and tell you the problems with them. One illustration is it's like water. Water can be liquid, it can be solid, and it could be gas. You guys know that, right? The other one is an egg. An egg has a shell, it has the whites, and it has the yolk. The problem with those is that those are finite things trying to describe an infinite God. And, and, and with those particularly, even though that might help us to understand just a little bit, what I want us to see as we look at the baptism and look at the Trinity in the baptism, we're going to see that those fall short in one very key and crucial area. All right? So picture this. Jesus baptized comes up. The heavens split. The Holy Spirit comes. And the Father speaks. What we see in this moment is all three persons of the trinity at the same time water can't do that an egg is yeah it's all together but it's still three different parts so let me just read to you this is from our our statement of faith the baptist faith and message and it's article two um and as i read this you'll wonder you won't wonder you'll understand why you you don't read through the baptist faith and message several times a day just for fun um, it, it's a little bit wordy, a little technical, but we'll unpack it. There is, 
there is one and only one living and true God. He is intelligent, spiritual, and personal being, the creator, redeemer, preserver, and ruler of the universe. God is infinite in all holiness and in all other perfections. God is all-powerful and all-knowing, and his perfect knowledge extends to all things, past, present, and future, including the future decisions of his free creatures. To him, we owe the highest love, reverence, and obedience. The eternal triune God reveals himself to us as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit with distinct personal attributes, but without division of nature, essence, or being. And that's from the Baptist Faith and Message 2000. So, so, so let me just kind of tell you what, what that's saying here that we need to get a hold of. And, and we just talked about it a little bit as we picture the baptism of Christ. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three and yet one. Now, in, anybody's mind boggled yet? <laughs> I, I don't know how that can be. I, I, I can't comprehend that. But I know that it's true, and, and it's okay that my finite mind cannot comprehend an infinite God. I'm, I'm good with that, and I hope you can be too, because if we as finite creatures could comprehend, fully understand an infinite God, he would not be infinite. The finite cannot comprehend the infinite. So three, and yet one. And, and one of the things that it talks about in here is, is three distinct, if you want to call them personalities, we have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. All three existed in eternity past. We've talked about this a couple of times already, but God the Son, this will blow some of your minds, but you don't have to take my word for it. You can check it out in Scripture. God the Son is creator God. I know some of you are going, wait a minute. Somebody at home is saying, hold on a minute. Um, let me give you a couple of verses of Scripture you can go back and look and see this. John says it most clearly in the gospel. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 2. And everything that was created was created through Him, and without Him was nothing created that has been created. Okay? John wants to make sure we understand that. He, it, that that's not in some metaphysical way. Yeah, we know God created everything. And, and Jesus, the Son, is part of the Godhead, and so he kind of created. Well, then you jump over to Colossians chapter 1, and Paul says a very similar thing. All things, he's talking about Jesus particularly, all things were created by him, or through him, by him, and for him. So Jesus is creator God. Isn't that amazing? Um, some of you still are going, I don't know. That's right, go check it out. Um, because in the Godhead, and someone said, well, then what does the Father do? You know, that's a little bit harder to, to talk about in, in, in here. The, the Father is over all. There, there is a hierarchy in the Trinity. Did you guys know that? No? What's the, what's the order we always say them in? The Father, the Son, and the Spirit, right? Um, and they're all equal. Well, this is going to get a whole lot deeper than I intended. Um, so, so we'll kind of back off just a little bit. Um, but so think of the Trinity. You've got Father, Son, and Spirit, all unique, all totally complete, and yet one. I can see the smoke coming out of some ears already. That's a big concept, isn't it? 
But, but this, is why, this is why we need to really kind of get a hold of this and why we need to understand this. Don't gloss over that and just have some kind of, you know, big God that's way out there and we can't ever understand anything about him. We can't fully comprehend him, but God wants us to know him personally. Remember we said God desires a personal relationship with you. Okay, so the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, let me tell you three things about the Godhead that we need to understand. One is this, that the Godhead lives in community. Right? You guys get that. Um, don't, don't, don't kind of fall into this trap of thinking that God is like water, that when he came, he took the substance of physical form, and that's when he was Jesus, and then when Jesus left, that he took the spiritual form and then came as Holy Spirit. And then before he sat on his throne in heaven, and that was another form of God. The Bible, the Bible really debunks that big time in really several places, but we see it in the baptism really obviously. All three were there at the same time. Jesus, as he walked the earth, prayed constantly to the father he was praying to the father right after he was baptized we're going to read in in luke but you can read through the gospels and you see that jesus often got up early in the morning but you know that god is awake all the time did you guys know that so jesus got up early in the morning because nobody else is awake at 3 a.m except for crazy people and they're okay um but, but Jesus would get up way before the sun ever came up to go and commune with the Father. He did that all the time. In fact, Jesus says, uh, we're going to see a little bit later in, in Luke, I, the only things, I, I just do what the Father tells me to do. I do the things that I see the Father do. Now, that wouldn't make sense if, if God just took different forms, that they live in community with one another. Let me kind of put it a different way. God the Son, that is Jesus, has a relationship with God the Father. And they both have relationship with Holy Spirit. Is this still blowing your minds? Is that? They live in community and have from eternity past. That has always been the Godhead, the three in one. They live in community with one another. Now, now why would I, I make a big deal out of that? Well, first of all, to help us understand that we there's always father son and spirit and they're always working interacting with one another as they move and work in the world and in our hearts the second one is this god desires community with us we need to understand that god is a personal god and he desires community with us isn't that amazing the god of all creation the, the triune God, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit desires relationship with us, a one-on-one -on -one intimate personal relationship. You are not a number to God. In fact, I love this, and, and I know you guys always get a chuckle out of things like this when I say it. He knows us so well, individually, personally, all the time, at the same time, that he even knows the numbers of hairs that are on our head. Right? For a couple of us here, that's not a big deal, but God knows us that well. Um, for, for some of you, He knows the numbers of the hairs on your face. <laughs> he, 
He knows us intimately. God desires community, relationship, ongoing, living, everyday, moment-by-moment relationship. God desires that with us. And then that brings us to the third thing that, that we kind of forget sometimes. And, and I know, um, you know, especially with the COVID stuff, I, I saw a meme that was really funny. Uh, and, and for those of you who are here in New Mexico, or maybe you come from a really crowded place, that this might really strike a, a chord with you. Um, when it came out with the social distancing and it said stay six feet apart, I saw a meme on Facebook of the desert and it says New, Mex- New Mexicans be like, that's a little close, isn't it? <laughs> you know, that, that we, when, when all this started, there were some people that, that said, you know, I'm, I'm kind of an isolationist anyways. Man, I was born for this, you know. That we were created for community did you know that god created us and there is this thing in us part of his design for us is that we we crave community with one another um i'm told i don't plan on finding this out but i'm told that one of the worst things you can do for someone is put them in solitary confinement you know there are times i'm a i'm an odd mix of people I'm, I'm a very much a people person, but I'm also one of these weird spreadsheet number kind of guys. I can be happy just locking myself in my study and just studying and, and looking at all these things. And, and I, I, I'm happy by myself. But man, if I hear somebody come in, um, I, I listen a little bit, see if they're going to stay. And then I go down and see who it is. So I get my exercise. I don't lie. Karen, am I telling the truth? Yes. So... So I get my exercise going up and down the stairs. But we were created for community. And, and there are some people that say, you know, I'm okay by myself. Maybe for a while. Maybe for a while. But there is this thing in us. Part of God's design for us is that we are created for community. And for a believer, that is the church. That, that's the community that we move in, that we grow in, that we thrive in. That, that we are part of the body of Christ. Um, I, I've mentioned this before. Um, uh, we have some people in here. We have little Jimmy, nine and three quarters, um, who, who's missing a piece of a finger. Um, and, and that little piece isn't living anymore. I don't know if you guys knew that that's the way it works with your body when there's a piece that's gone. It doesn't live on its own. We're called the body of Christ And we have to live in community with one another for us to grow as God intends for us to grow. And it begins with a personal relationship with God. He desires a personal relationship with us. Okay. Man, we got done quick. Is that right? It's not because we're not finished yet. But, but let, me, let me ask you two questions as we close. We know that the Trinity lives in community with one another. And I, I, boy, that, that just boggles my mind to even kind of think how, the, how that works. We know that God desires community with us. And we know that we were created for community not only with God, but with one another. So, so let me ask you two questions. Two questions that I think every believer needs to ask himself uh, at, at some time or another. Here's the first one. 
How is your community or your relationship with God? I know. Uh, the, the people who are watching online are like, this is a good time to get a cup of coffee. No, no. How is your community with God? How, how is that? Now, I'm not saying whether or not you are a believer, whether or not you are a Christian. I'm, I'm talking uh, even to Christians. How is your community with God? How is your relationship with God? Do, do you... Do you have community with him? And then let me ask you a harder question, maybe. How is your community or your relationship with the church? Those are two vital relationships in our lives. Our relationship with God and our relationship with one another. And you don't have to take my word for it. Um, It says it in God's word. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus, Jesus reiterated that, and he took that even from the Old Testament, brought it into the New. And you remember, he told the disciples, a new command I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you. That's relationship with God and relationship with others. How are those two relationships? W- would you say... As you go out that that you are in relationship with god that you're in community with god And and there may be some that are here maybe some that are uh, in our other two campuses In our overflow or some who are watching online And and if it was just you and god if you ask yourself if you're awake at midnight tonight And you ask yourself this question your answer might be not so hot Let me tell you something amazing about god do you remember what it takes to enter into a relationship with god paul says it in ephesians 2 8 and 9 it is by grace you are saved through faith right that's how we that's how we began a relationship with god through christ is is by believing we see that over and over in scripture you believe and you receive john says that in john three sixteen, or he's quoting jesus We kind of think that once we kind of get away, once our relationship or we might call it fellowship with God kind of fades a bit, that we're not in community with God, even as believers, we kind of think that we have to work our way back to him. Do you know that's absolutely not true? Do you know how as a believer that you enter back into 100% perfect relationship with God? Do you know how you do that? By grace through faith like that you don't work yourself to god initially and you don't work yourself back to god if you strayed in your relationship with him as a believer you simply the same way that you initially came to faith in christ you simply come right back and and paul talks about it that just as you've received christ so walk in him by grace through faith And so if you answer that first question, how's your relationship or how's your community with God? And you say, you know what, not so hot. You can take care of that in a a moment just by coming to God and say, God, I just need to come to you. By grace, through faith, Lord, would you restore my relationship with you? And he'll do it. If you've never come to faith in Christ, 
How do you do it? Let me tell you a little joke, and this will help you remember. Do you know how to catch a unique rabbit? Unique up behind him. You know how you catch a tame rabbit? Same way, unique up behind him. <laughs> so so how, how, do you, how do you come to faith in Christ? By grace, through faith. That you believe, not a knowledge with your head, but a trusting with your heart. And, and how do you get restored in relationship with him? Same way. <laughs> By grace through faith. You don't work yourself to him and you don't have to work yourself back to him. Isn't that amazing? Relationship with God is something that he provides for us freely. We simply come to him. It's grace and then we come to him by faith. And then the second question how is your community or how is your relationship in the church? Listen, I know these are weird times. I don't think there's anything about these times that's just not weird anymore. You almost hate to ask what next. Anybody there? Um, I saw another little meme on Facebook. Um, what happened to the murder hornets? I kind of feel like we skipped the murder hornets, you know. Don't ask. We might get killer cicadas. I don't know. Yeah. rabid squirrels this is this is the weirdest time in 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 my life but let me tell you somehow one way or another we have to be in community with one another we are created that way there's a reason that, it, that it's called the body of christ that we are each individually members of the body we need the body and the body needs us if you don't believe that then you get careless with a skill saw i'm just saying it's like that in the body of christ we're members of the body of christ as believers we need one another and so we have to find ways to to be able to to be in community with one another um i have a good friend a, a pastor friend that that, and I need to follow up with him, said that they're, they're treating the digital as the same. And, and I need to find out what he means by that. Because I am here to tell you, I know that there are some that, that watch uh, online and have been faithful in doing that. And, and they, would, they would be the first to tell you it's not the same. I mean, it's not the same. It, it's, it's, it's a substitute for the real thing. But it's not the same. We have to find a way to enter into community with one another even if we find ourselves in a time where we are separated physically from one another we have to do that we have to press into relationship with one another we have to be in community as the church and so let me encourage you with both of those questions as we enter a time of invitation and response to, to just be truthful with god in both of those and in both of those, if your answer is not so hot, that just take care of them right there. The first one you can do right where you sit. The second one you can, commit, you can make the commitment to do right where you sit, but then you need to follow up and find somehow, some way to, to get in community. We're, we're starting up, uh, uh, well, there's one community group that's been meeting uh, through this whole thing. I think they go... 80 miles out into the wilderness and hang out. I don't know how that works. No, I'm teasing. They go on hikes and stuff. 
We're starting up another one of our community groups. We have men's Bible study. We have women's Bible study. And there are guys that are zooming in on that. But listen, you have to be in community and find a way to connect and do life together. Our, our strategy, what we say that, that how we do what we do, which is basically make disciples or lead people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus, how we do that is invest in one another in our lives. Invite one another, and, and I would say even help one another as we go along in this walk through Christ, this walk through life with Christ, and that we do life together through Christ. And, and we have to do that in community. Let me pray for us, and, and you respond however the Holy Spirit speaks to you. Lord, I, I know personally the darkest time in my life was the period of time that I was not able to gather together in community with your church. And Lord, that sounds odd considering my parents passed away when I was a teenager. But God, it's absolutely true. So I, I know firsthand what it feels like to starve for fellowship. And, and Father, I pray that during this odd, crazy, weird time that you, you would give us creativity in, in being the church. That, that God, you would help us to, to be creative in ways that we can have community with one another as the body of Christ. However that is, Lord, would you just, just help us to do that? And, and, and Lord, maybe, maybe for, for some that, that have gotten uh, kind of used to not connecting in the body, Lord, would you just this morning just encourage our hearts, just give us a desire and a hunger for fellowship with one another as you intended. And Father, we know that that begins with a relationship with you. And God, these are hard questions sometimes for us to ask. They're hard questions for us to kind of answer truthfully, but Lord, I pray that we'd answer truthfully just with you about how our relationship with you is right now. How is our community with you? And Father, if there's any that answers not so hot, that Lord, you just give us the courage and a boldness just to come to you with faith and just ask for a restoration. Lord, the same way we came to faith initially in Christ is the way that we come back. Don't let us believe the lie of the devil that we have to work our way back into your good graces. If I just read my Bible more, if I just pray more, if I just give more, if I just do more, Lord, it all begins with a relationship with you. And we just do that we come to you because of your grace that you've extended to us by faith. We trust you. We just ask that you would restore us in relationship with you. And God, there may be some that, that need a similar thing with their community or relationship in the church that they just need to come back, just get restored, just jump in, find a way. And Lord, we know that it's too easy to get separated, but when we get separated, that's when we're most vulnerable that we, can live, we cannot live apart from the body of Christ. And we need one another. The body needs us and we need the body. And so, Father, would you, would you help us to be creative? Would you help us to be committed in our relationship with you and our relationship with one another? And then, God, would you do something amazing in our midst? Lord, would you so move and work in, in our hearts uh, Lord, as individuals and as a church, 
that God, that we would be a beacon of your love to this community. God, my desire is that they, they look at us and they say, see how they love one another. We need that. And that would open the door for us to be able to share the gospel with them. That God, our relationship with you and our relationship with one another would be so attractive to them that they would want that relationship as well. And God, we ask that you would move and work in ways that would bring that about, that would bring the people to faith in Christ. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.